0: You're listening to the Oisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 55. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Orisha, spirituality, and growth. So let's hang out together. Turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, grab something nice to drink, some coffee or tea or some healthy water, and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our newest resource available, the Allegios Guide to Godparents. Inside of Allegios 101, there is a great new framework to a problem that is one of the first ones that pretty much every new person will encounter. And what is that? How to get a godparent. For you, I have created the Alejo's Guide to Godparents. This is brand new and created because of the many questions that this topic gets. What is it? It is a guide. It has multiple videos, audio, printouts, which will basically give you the map and the keys for the vehicle of how to get a Godparent. Why do you need this? Because no matter what you want to do in these traditions, you will need someone to help you, to guide you, to uplift you, to give you sacred spiritual things on your spiritual journey. Because if you don't get the right person for you, you're going to continue where you are without the guidance and the help that you need. How do you get it? Go to orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti and click on the little image that says, finally, your guide to choosing the right godparent. I tried to make these images fun, people. Watch the quick video and get it because it's an amazing opportunity that has come up from hundreds of your questions, from talking with you, and I want to put something together that will answer a lot of these questions and give you the tools that you need from experiences of other people, from my experiences, from other priests' experiences, and from my desire to see more new people finding where they belong. This is an Ask a Priest episode. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Ask a Priest is a series that we have where you, the community, gets to ask questions that you've always wanted to ask an Arisha priest. And now you have your chance. I will put on the show notes how you can put your ask your burning question for a chance for it to be answered here on the podcast, but... The quick place to go get it would be arishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest or my information link, which is arishawisdom.com forward slash Iaomileti. And with that, let's get this episode going. Irene asks, and this is a really good question, by the way. Can a priest curse you if you go to another Babalao? First of all, Irene, thank you so much for asking this question. It takes guts, and we're going to cover a little bit of it to answer it. The simple answer to this question, yes, a priest can. The complex answer not quite important. Okay, let's go into it. Yes, a priest, any priest can curse anybody if they know how. And I don't quite use the word curse, but I understand the context in which you're talking about. So I'm going to leave it like that, but not necessarily how we roll. Okay. If a priest is upset And wants to quote-unquote curse you. It's not going to be as simple as lighting a candle. There should be animals involved. There's going to be jujus that need to be made. There's going to be things that need to happen. And on top of that, it's going to take time. My question is, why would this priest want to? This is where... It gets a little bit more into the complex answer because the simple answer is yeah, if the person knows what to do, they could totally do it. Question is, why would they want to? Here are a couple of things that I got in my notes for you. If you are a godchild of this priest, we're gonna have to say, um, let's just say, I don't know, we're going to call this priest a he just for the, for, or, or she, you know what? So that way we could differentiate. So let's say that this is a woman priest, an Iya. If you are her godchild, my suggestion to you is to find out how to exit so that you can go elsewhere. Meaning that if you are only at this point have been going to this IA, like I said, I don't know if it's a male or a female based on the question. It just says, can a priest? And just for this example, <laughs> just for this example, you, I guess, okay, let's go back. When I say, if you are her godchild that means that you are only going to her or her approved babalaos, right? Or priests for a reading. And if that is the situation and you wanted to go somewhere else, there's two ways of doing it. One, you should ask Listen, I want to get a another reading of another priest. Um will you come with me? Or can I go? I'm I wish I could tell you something else, but that is the correct protocol. Because there are many things involved. There's lineages, there are sometimes priests after hanging around for a long time, we're like, "Yeah, I really like this person, but I don't like the way this person reads. And that's okay. And usually a godparent, even if they're not the ones that are reading you, they will take you to their own people and as it should be. As it should be. And we may come back to this point, but that is the short and brief, quick answer. Here's something for you. If you are not a godchild of this priest, And you're coming in as a client, right? So you're not this person's godchild. You have not received any sacred items from this person at all. You have not done anything in front of their orisha where you are receiving something that is basically what clinches you to a priest as a godchild, then I will tell you, this question shouldn't even be an issue. They're used to it. There are many priests that when they're working, they are dealing with not only their godchildren, right? As well as their families, like blood relatives, right? Their godchildren's friends, and referrals, and families, and clients. This means the community. And if you're going as a regular person without a godparent, that means you do not have a godparent, and you're going to ES so-and-so. We're just going to use ES so that I don't keep saying he, he, he. <laughs> and you go to her, for this reading, she should be okay with that because there is nothing that binds you to her. So you can go to another Babalao. However, the thing is, if you are her godchild and you go to a Babalao unbeknownst to her, this is considered very disrespectful within our traditions. And think of it like this. Mm, I'm going to try to think of an example. I was trying to think about an example to add. But let's say, let's say that you're working with, I don't know, a teenage kid, right? A teenage kid and it's your teenage kid. It's yours. And you're teaching them how to—I don't know. You're teaching them how to drive. Okay, we'll use that one. We'll teach. We're, you're teaching your your teenager how to who to drive, and you're like, "Listen, I'm gonna take you to the parking lot, and we are going to drive." Mom, I really don't like the way that you teach, and blah blah blah. Okay, that's not a problem. I'm gonna pay for this school to. To help you and you pay the money and you, you know, you take your kid there so that your kid will learn how to drive. Then you find out that this teenager of yours, let's use this, this this boy, your son now has gone to somewhere else for teaching him how to drive when you're the one who took the time to take him to the parking lot you used your car you hopefully did not get it scratched up or something you know what happens when we start driving all kinds of stuff happens or you paid for him to go to a driving school for driver's ed and to get all his stuff together and he goes behind your back to someone else and didn't even tell you about it how do you feel I use that's kind of like a a real life example, but it's a light, lighter example than this. This is what godparents feel when they're godchildren, that there is a bond. There is a commitment there. They go to somewhere else behind their back. And that hurts, doesn't it? I tried to, I was trying to figure out even earlier when I was writing down the notes I'm like, what example am I going to use and I'm like, I guess something will come to me and I'm like, this is perfect because if my kid does it, oh I'll be mad. I'll be like, how dare you you little ingrate and then you wonder And they're like, but mom, she's like taking it out of proportion I went to some, but I'm like I just put in my effort. This is my effort which is why it's protocol when you have a godparent that you go through this godparent. And Eve, that goes along for priests as well. This is not just for alejos. And I'll tell you that I recently had an issue. There are several places within our house that I can get a spiritual reading. The person that I was going to get a reading, unfortunately, she is not available right now. And I'm like, dang it. And my godmother, she's not available either for a reason or another. Um, I did speak to her, but she just couldn't do it um, at the time. And I asked her and I said, listen, if this person's not available and I know you can't right now, can I go to another priest that I may know? And her answer was finite. No, wait until so-and-so returns. And that was it. I unfortunately have to wait and end of story because you give your godparent that respect. Does that make sense? I hope I, hope I see some nods. <laughs> I'm going to see visions of people nodding like, okay, okay, I get it. I wanted to put this note and I wrote this down and I wanted to highlight it. So imagine this being highlighted with big red background and, and black or white letters. Something that is really big for you to remember. When dealing With scammers overseas. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. (laughs) When dealing with scammers overseas, I wouldn't worry too much because they use this as a threat. If you go to another priest, I'm gonna curse you and I'm gonna curse your family and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And it's freaky. I've had some people come over even through Alejos 101, our big program. And they're freaked out because they were dealing with a scammer from Nigeria, which is very unfortunate because this is where our traditions come from. And they say, if you go to somewhere else, I will curse you. You will lose everything. And I have to tell you that that sucks that you're using a person's fear that way. Now, Let's talk about that because I love talking about that. I wouldn't worry about it too much if this is the case. Let's say that you're like, whatever, you know, you kind of asked me to send this and to send that. I'm going to go to another priest and you're like, if you go to another priest, I will curse you. Don't worry about it. Why? Because it takes resources for that to happen. And that means it takes money. Yeah, we're talking about animals and other things. And maybe animals are not going to be used, but it's going to take resources and things. There are things that need to be put together. Time needs to happen as well. And it's not a one-off, like they're just going to put together a couple of twigs and kill a chicken and call it a day. It doesn't work that way. You would have to continue to work on that. And I have to tell you they're very busy with other people trying to scam them. You are not their priority. You're not. And I have to, you know, I actually made a little note here that says I have to give it to them. Because their follow-up skills are amazing. <laughs> They're like, they they come to you almost like on clockwork. And, you know, don't do this. And are you going to do that? And all that stuff. And their threat is just, and they have a whole system of getting back to you. But if you're dealing with this, with Baba, long name, long African name here, and who has popped into your DM and you started dealing with him and this threat came about, I wouldn't worry about that too much. They really are busy with other people. One of the questions that might pop up as we are chatting about this is, but yeah, come on. What can I do? I'm freaking out. This I did. I went to somebody else. I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm, I think that I'm going to die or whatever it is that you feel. I would suggest a couple of things. One, pray to your good ancestors. By now, I am hoping that you have an ancestral shrine or a boveda and pray. And pray. Seriously, go there and pray. If you do not have that yet and you are interested in learning more, Alejos 101 is a great place. We go through a whole series of that. But if you have it, go in front of that space. It is there for you. Pray for protection. Like, hey, my good ancestors, I am here and this is what happened. You explain to them everything and pray for protection. And okay, I'm going to say this carefully, I want you to know, if the person is evil, and I'm using that word not lightly, there are some people that are just bad. They're just bad news. Just because you come to the spiritual arena, that doesn't make you automatically good. Some people are just bad news. And they have the means. They have the time and they really want to, yeah, they can do it. They can do it. But many times I will also say this. If you're innocent, which is usually the case, because many new people, that you wouldn't even know what to do in that situation. The good spirits and even Orisha will not stand by this. And I will tell you a quick story. I'll tell you a quick story. This, um, I have to make sure because <laughs> I hope none of these people are going to hear this story ever. But there was a person who, because of her, I guess, um, her fear. Okay, her fear. She thought another person was harming her spiritually, and. I don't know where she got the what to do, but she pulled together something and worked on it. And it was on a spiritual sense against this person. And she thought it was self-defense, but it was mostly out of fear. So woman A is doing things out of fear to person B. What happened next It was shocking to me when I got to hear of it. Person B is not an initiate in any way. Person A was. Person B, nothing. She went along her life. She had no idea that any of this was happening. But what person A did not realize is that Person B's egg were not having any of it. Even though person B was not initiated, had a connection with her guides. Yeah. And person A got an interesting, I'm not going to say beating because that's a little rough, but it didn't go very well for her and it was a very scary situation for her because she unfortunately did something against a person who there was no reason it wasn't even like a self defense and even though it wasn't within our traditions it was still a spiritual thing and person B's wounds were like uh uh-uh, uh you're not doing that mm and this is why I mentioned this because, and I and notice I didn't just say like eggons, right? I just said good spirits because you may have excellent guides who are like, you know what, this this is my my daughter, Irene. I'm going to take care of her and she's looking for her way. I'm going to watch out for her. And if somebody does something to my daughter, Irene, I'm gonna get you because I'm not gonna let anybody touch my daughter until she's in good hands, and we'll 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 deal with that later, and you might be able to do that, which is smart to begin to understanding your at least your ancestors, your eggons and the boveda, if you're coming in through Lukumi, oh my God, that's a great place to also start because if anything is going on. They're, they're going to be one of your first lines of defense against that. I wanted to add something when it comes to Ifa. So let's say that you're dealing from one priest in Ifa and you went to another priest of Ifa and you're wondering if the first priest of Ifa, the first Awo or the first Babalao could hurt you. I wanted to let you know that in IFA there are 16 principles of IFA. I have seen this in Lukumi. I've also seen this in IFA. Ixese, the ones who follow that section, they're just slightly different, but I've seen it. And one of them is on both. It says not to harm another human being. And... I wanted to mention that for you because I'm kind of hoping that if anything, they may have just kind of said that in anger or resentment and hopefully not followed by any action because no matter what, if they do, they're breaking one of their oaths of their own principles and they have to be an example to communities. We're talking about priests and that's hard that's really hard when you have to also be a good girl or a good boy and you want to beat somebody up because you have oaths that you took when you took the priesthood. So I'm just saying that if anybody said anything, to hopefully it was just like, I'm really mad at her. I can't believe she went to another priest when I'm here, blah, 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 blah. And they're just raging because the truth is it does take quite a bit. And it's going to take quite a bit more than once, okay? I want you to keep in mind, as a client, right? As a client, you can go anywhere to any priest. I know some people who love getting readings. Oh my God, if they could, they'd get a reading daily, do they finish their bows? No, but they do get readings often. I would suggest the most, I'd say maybe if you absolutely can and want to maybe once a month. And that's if like, that's a lot. But as I've mentioned before, every six months or twice a year, I mean, at a minimum once a year, But every six months is good. I know some priests that get readings every quarter, and if you have a set of priests to go to, then you can rotate and do your reading as well as your ebos. But really, 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 if you are not, not here's the key part: if you're not the godchild, you're free to go anywhere you choose. As a client, because priests serve the community. That's what they do. That's what they do. Now, if you are a godchild, this is where you must remember that there are protocols and rules to follow. If you are a godchild, you cannot, please don't do it, don't go behind your godparents' back. I've, I don't even know how many times I've said this. We have a large community, but it's tiny at the same time. It just amazes me how I remember most of the people who were at my OCHA or my drumming and if i mention oh yes yeah, so and so was here oh yeah that's my so and so from so and so all of a sudden everybody knows everybody and i'm like yeah you you can't do that because priests talk <laughs> they really do and it eventually comes out it's not like they're talking about you it's just that it comes out cuz we are a communal Type of traditions. So at some point, somebody's going to be together with somebody at some religious events, and I don't even know how, but it just happens. So protocols for in the future go only to your godparent, period. This is why it is so important. This is why this is the resource that is sponsoring this week's podcast, because if you do not choose correctly, You're going to struggle and you don't want to live constantly in, oh my God, i got to sneak because, you know, I went to this priest quietly, don't tell my godmother or my godfather, because if he finds out, oh my God, he's going to kill me. Who wants to live like that? Honestly. And I mentioned my own, my own, that I went to my godmother like, hey, I know that I'm scheduled to see so and so, but she's not here right now. I know you can't right now. Can I go somewhere else? And her answer was no. And I was like, okay, I have to sit tight because you have to, I don't want to use the word obey because (laughs) a word really irks me more than what I can share with you. But I think a better word is adhere. Which is why it's so important to choose the correct Godparent for you so that you're able to have this understanding between you and your godparent. so that you don't have to keep bouncing around and trying to do things. And I've seen it, people do it. People really do it. People have gotten things, even spiritual things on the, you know, behind the back. Of their godparents, and they really think that nobody's gonna find out. Even things that are done at home, they're gonna find out. I don't know how, it just happens, and it just happens. So, you don't wanna be there. And besides, you don't wanna live that way that you're stressing out over that. Besides the question, and because of the question, my advice. Is go to your ancestors. If you have a boveda, go to your boveda and try to relax. I've said this before, and I want you to understand that this is not meant in a way to offend, but it's the most direct way that I can express what I'm about to say. You're just not that important to that priest. Meaning, are you that important that they're going to cut, you know, 30 bucks, you know, or 20 bucks or whatever it is for whatever animals and all that time and half a day to do that, you know, a bow? Like, are, are you that important to that priest? Most priests have their own lives to live. And I know that there are many who have done things like this in the past. And it's usually like I said, it's Usually not because they just throw out the threat. It's usually because they're pissed off that their godchild went somewhere else. Because that's something that stings as a godparent. From many godparents that I've spoken to, not my own, I only have one. But from many priests who are godparents, it stings. But most of them are like, well, if they want to go, bye. C'est la vie. Good luck. Let's see what happens. I honestly just want you to take a deep breath. And I don't want you to always live in fear. This is not what this tradition is about. And many of us, we, we even live in self-imposed fear. And I really don't want you to do that. So breathe with me, take a deep breath, and then now. The world is not against me. And breathe in. And breathe out. My good ancestors are here to help me. And then take a deep breath in. Breath out. My spiritual guides will help me. And just try to. Get rid of the fear. All right. We have reached the end of this episode. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash five five. Something I keep mentioning this, but it's coming. It's coming. Something major and exciting is Coming to Orisha Wisdom, and it's going to be for all of those Alejos and Aborishas who do not have a spiritual house just yet and are looking. And guess what? It's also going to be for some priests if they are looking for a community. I'm very, very excited about this. This, as a reminder, was. And Ask the Priest episode, and I wanted to give a quick thank you to Irene because this was such a good question. If you would like to have your question considered for the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, go to the show notes, go to the link there, and if it's chosen, of course, we will let you know. All right. Orisha swag is still underway. It is coming. It is coming. We're going to have lots of Orisha art on t-shirts. Yes, you can wear. You know what? I've actually just thought about this. Oh my goodness, I'm going to write it down. I'm like now so excited. I think, oh my goodness, this is so good. I think I'm going to do an Orisha Wisdom Podcast t-shirt. Oh my God. And yeah, I could do a mug. Oh my goodness. I literally, I have a notebook right in front of me. I didn't even do this. Why didn't I think about this? No idea. But Orisha swag is coming and I'm so, so excited. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get it out in a way that is going to flow. And if it's going to go through my website or just through Etsy, like I have no idea. I haven't quite sorted it out, but it is coming. Oh my God. Now I'm really excited because I want to wear one of the Orisha Wisdom podcast shirts. That is so super cool. So it is coming. Keep an eye out. For or an ear out for the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. If you are already part of our mailing list, you are actually the first ones who are going to find out. So make sure if you really want to know that you are on that list. As for our other sponsor, which is Olubumi Creations, I wanted to thank you, the community of listeners, because you guys are like, yeah, we want to support. And here I want to place an order for this Orisha inspired jewelry or this message that is stamped on metal. And they're going to be the last ones to be done. And I've gotten your messages. And I wanted to say that it really humbles me to see that. And somebody in particular just wrote to me like, yeah, don't worry, we are listening. And when I read that, it came in a time that I really needed to hear something positive. Oh my God, I'm getting a teary-eyed because sometimes, you know, life strikes you really, really hard. And when I read that message, it just absolutely gave me extra fuel to continue. And I'm so, so grateful. If you have found value in what I do and the content that I create. And you can, if you can, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Iga Omileti. You will have access to the podcasts before they are published with other perks. There's going to be stuff I'm just continuing to craft. And the truth is someday I just want to be able to do this. Full time and to serve more and to create more. And if you can and wish to support, that would be absolutely phenomenal. And with that, I did say that for Patreons, I was going to give them kudos and a fun mention. And I wanted to take the time to do that now. I wanted to give a huge shout out to the first Patreon of the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I, I just, I love this guy so much. He is Will. And Will, I just want you to know publicly that I am so grateful for you. And why do you know this is his idea to do Patreon? He's like, yep just do it. And I did not want to do it. I was like, "Mm -mm, no, not going to happen. And he's like, you should do it. You should try Patreon and people are going to see you and they're going to want to support you. And I didn't want to do it because I was scared. I wanted to give him right now a shout out. Will, thank you so much for your support and your ideas and as my very first Patreon, I just want to give you the first Patreon kudos here on the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. And yes, I will be giving more kudos to other Patreons as you are coming in, and I'm so, so grateful. Remember, if you're looking for a godparent, if you want to know how to choose one, when the opportunity comes up, check out the Allegios Guide to Godparents. It really is an awesome resource. And it's still, I'm always continuing to build into more because it excites me to watch a person come in from I don't know anything to going to where they need to go. To me, that's like kind of like, you know, when your kid you put them on the first little trike and then you put them on the, the the training wheels and you finally start taking the training wheels off. Oh, that is like the best feeling ever. And that is how I feel. All right. More, just a couple more. If you're absolutely loving the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, give us a comment, give us a review go to iTunes. Let us know. I read everything that it goes in. I may not respond like within 24 hours, but I do. I read every single thing. On YouTube, make sure you subscribe and you click on that little bell icon that is there and comment and share it. And I will let you know as soon as a new video podcast is uploaded. Stay tuned. For the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about more of Ask a Priest questions and other Orisha-related topics. I can't wait. It's very, very, very exciting, and I honestly, I can't wait. And of course, lastly, lastly, remember... In order to get to all of these fun details, go to arishawisdom.com forward slash 55. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.